Icarus Audiobooks presents The Other Earth by Isabella Asnar, read by Ian Icarus. Funny one, they set an alternate universe. Oh yeah? Yeah, so let's uh, give it a go, see what happens, shall we? Fair enough. Desk ready? Hold on. George Liddington's sound effect, number four. George Liddington's sound effect, number five. George Liddington's sound effect, number twelve. George Liddington's sound effect, number twenty-three. George Liddington's sound effect, number ninety-nine. <laughs> All done. Yes, yes, off you go. I awoke on that monumental morning. The morning everything changed. Now, are you going to attempt a female voice or not? The narrator's a woman. Yes. No. She is? No, I'm not going to do a female voice. I think, uh... No. Alright. Okay. I didn't know it yet, but everything was about to change. Everything I thought I knew was wrong. It was all about to be... different. Things that were one way would become another. Up would be down, left would be right. The Sultanate of Bamani would become the Sultanate of Bajapur. Sorry, I should explain. I wish she would. My name is Maria Martinez. I am a lecturer in world history at the University of Manchester, and until last month, everything had been going extremely well. At work, I was going from strength to strength. I was engaged. I had moved into a brand new flat. Everything was going well. And then I started to notice things. Things that couldn't possibly have been right. It started with something so simple. I passed a small shop. They had a big promotional sign in the window. Winter sale, 50% off all electronics. But the prices were listed in something called... Pound. I really didn't think anything of it. It had to be a mistake. And when I passed the next day, it was gone. That was just the first time. One morning, I could have sworn I'd seen something unusual in the skies above Manchester. Instead of the airships that forever swarmed over the city, connecting it to the cities all over the Republic, there was a strange shape, like a big metal bird a star with four points. Blink and you'd miss it. Subtle things, too. I turned on my smartphone. The logo of Pear came up. But it was clearly an apple. It culminated one night as I returned from work. As I walked down Manchester Street, my eye was caught by an unusually starry sky. Brighter and more brilliant than usual. Then I saw the moon. And the moon was white. A startling silvery white. I stared in shock. It couldn't be! So much brighter than usual, so pale and pure. And something about it seemed right. Can you imagine a white moon? Yeah. Odd, but don't you think these stories always do stuff like this? What do you mean? Well, arbitrary differences to make it clear it's another world. I suppose. You wait, there'll be some alternative history at some point. You just wait, it's convenient that she's a history lecturer. Speaking of which... Things started to get weirder. The moment that really sticks out to me happened just a few days after I saw that mysterious moon. 
The new term at Manchester University was starting, and I was ready to give an introductory lecture to my first-year students on the World History course. At first, everything was ordinary, just as it always had been. I talked through the structure of the course, the examination, the essays, and then we moved on to the content. We start... I said, with the abolition of the British monarchy in 1772, and then the foundation of the United Kingdoms of America, and how that was a response to the new British Republic. Then the German Revolution and the rise of the Communists and the formation of Soviet Germany. Then we discussed why the Allies lost the Second World War. I stopped. Everyone had been taking notes. All of them except for one young man sitting near the back. He had been perfectly still. Staring me and staring me. He had been perfectly still, staring at me in a curious sort of way. I couldn't help but notice him, especially now, since he had put his hand up. Excuse me, he said as I pointed at him. But what do you mean the Allies lost the Second World War? I told you. There was a sudden silence in the room. Someone laughed. <laughs> well, exactly what I said. The Allied nations, France, Germany, and the UKA lost the Second World War. I, I would have expected even a first year to have that basic knowledge. Another ripple of laughter. <laughs> but something wasn't sitting quite right. No, he said. I frowned. The Allies were Britain, France, the Soviet Union, China, and America mainly. And they won. The room broke down into quiet muttering. I silenced the class, then moved on, ignoring him. Oh no! What? Not again! What's your stamina? Do you have to? I'm hungry! The studio manager keeps complaining about the smell! Well, what you were the studio manager? Uh, yes. Sorry, of course. Uh, no, just just ignore me. Uh, enjoy, enjoy your salmon. I will. Thanks. That night I had a party to go to. I never much liked parties, but I was going as a favour to my finance fiancé, William. A friend of his was thirty, so we gathered as young people do to drink and sing the night away. They do, do they? Don't they? I mean... It's not Oliver Twist. When the time came, we turned out the lights, lit the candles. The birthday pie looked resplendent as the dark as we sang. Hooray, hooray, today's your birthday and you're getting more grey, cause today's your birthday. But as we belted out the words, something didn't feel right. I stumbled over the lyrics, they came slowly, I stuttered. William gave me a funny look, I stared at the candles. On the way home we walked arm in arm and talked about our future. He seemed upbeat but I was uncertain. And then I saw the young man, standing in the gate of a park down the road from our flat. He looked at me, there was something knowing in his eyes. I let go of William's arms and dashed down the road. Calling after him. He disappeared into the park. William chased after me, and I sighed. By the time I awoke the next morning, a Saturday, William was already up and about. I got up too and walked to the living room. The TV was on. Black and white figures lined up on a dark grey field. William sat close to the TV, 
a brand new 14-inch screen. Baseball. The national sport. The anthem was blaring out of the speakers. William and the team sang along with gusto. I stood there, looking at him. This wasn't right. I started humming another tune. A tune I knew was correct. He turned, frowning. I stared straight into his face. It was like I didn't recognize him. He asked me what was wrong. I turned and left the flat. I walked into the park. My mind was a muddle. I wandered down the gravel paths towards the tumble-down house at the center of the park. This whole park used to belong to the people who owned that house. That was so long ago. The house was dilapidated. It had been for decades, and yet I was sure I could remember visiting it. Not too long ago. I walked fully around it, stopping before the grand door. It was ajar. I went inside. There was a strange pale blue light pouring into the foyer. Everything was cracked and dusty and decaying. The light was coming from a room at the end of the corridor. I followed it down, my heart beating in my head. I pushed the creaking door open. The young man and a few other people I didn't recognize, standing around a strange metal door. The aperture in the frame was filled with light. I shielded my eyes. What is this place? I gasped. The young man smiled. I'm glad you came. What's going on? Don't worry. Everything will make sense soon. Come with me, he said, holding out his hand. Anxiously, I took it. We walked into the light. On the other side, the dilapidated house was gone. It was renewed, fixed, as it had never been abandoned. The young man took me outside. This is the other earth, he said. Parallel but similar. The other earth, I said. Yes, here the moon is white. The Allies won the Second World War. The Queen is the head of the state. Use the pound. This, he said, is your real home. All good? I suspect so. I'll listen back to it after you've gone. What if you need me to re-record something? What, what do you mean? You know, if something isn't clear. I literally don't understand what you're saying. You've said all the lines. I... Never mind. Funny, that old tenant world. Yes, rather odd. Britain's still on the pound, the Allies won the war, and left-handed orbing grunders in every home. Can you imagine? Not really. Then again, I'm not a writer, so... Suppose not. Will you be alright getting home in this weather? Yeah. See you later. And don't forget to edit it, Pops. That was The Other Earth by Isabella Asnar and read by Ian Icarus. George Liddington was the producer for Icarus Audiobooks. Follow us on Twitter at at Icarus Audiobook, where this week one lucky follower will win a punnet of rare and exotic cabbages. Leave us a five-star review on iSongs and try to get this week's secret word into it. The secret word is Blemdemem, as in, the Empress of China loves a good Blemdemem. Icarus Audiobooks, we fly too close to the small blue sun that orbits the big red sun.